So you would write, I'm so grateful and, and then fill in whatever adjective you want to, excited, inspired, impressed, proud. Okay, I'm so grateful and, and then you write as if it's already happened. 2022 was the year I really decided, I really made that commitment to get to the gym and I watched what I ate and I rode my bike every day and I'll never forget when the scale, the first time it hit this and then I got even stronger and then I rode my bike even further and then I added yoga to the mix and the day I found this weight coach and you're writing as if it's already happened. And let's say you have a milestone, the day I stood on the scale and the scale read X and then what did you do? How did you feel? Was there a song playing in the house? Like, did you go out to dinner? Did you celebrate? What did you wear? How like the details are so important. So you're writing as if it's already happened. And I'm telling you, the first time you literally manifest from your vision work, and I have dozens of stories of bringing things to life because of the journaling that I did, that first time that you literally draw it in your life because you journal it, you're going to be so excited and you will start vision questing everything in your life. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Still here in the makeshift studio. So if you're like, wait a minute, what is that? Well, well, we should talk about that. That is some fresh laundry from our guy, Theopolis, um, at Fresh Laundry, P-H-R-E-S-H laundry.com. Check him out. He did this amazing piece for us at summer camp, on stage at summer camp. Um, we like love to use it as our backdrop here in the none of your business Florida studio, slowly <laughs> getting everything dialed in. Uh, we've done a lot of work on the sound. Um, we haven't done a lot of work yet on the video yet, but we'll get it all dialed in here as we close out the year. Or the lighting. Or the lighting. Yeah, the lighting. We're, we're kind of screwing around with that, too. You can see I got too. good light here, not good we'll, light here. We'll get that. James will get down here and get us all dialed in. Super excited about today's episode. Mm -hmm. This is the time of year when everybody, just like it's just programmed in us. Like in, in, I got to tell you, too, maybe we'll talk about this. It's kind of one of those things that makes me a little bit irritated. Like, oh, it's the end of the year. Time to do my goals and my resolutions. Like, why don't we do them all the time? But, okay, that I know people are doing their, setting their vision for, for 2022, figuring out what they're going to do next year. And some people, rightly so. Like, they they had, like, look, Sean, I had a plan for the year. I executed on my plan. Just reset for 2022. Now it's a reset, yep. But it's going to be great. We're going to hear from Leslie Zan. I'm actually super excited for you to meet her and for you guys to spend some time chatting as well, because I think there's going to be a lot of um, great interaction in chemistry. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us on the None of Your Business podcast. Thank you so much. Nice to see you both. So, so great to have you here. I got to say, I think I heard you chatting with James before we started the podcast about your updated website. And I was diving down the rabbit hole, doing so much research on you. And I loved seeing all your keynote speaking stuff and like, all of the, the things that you provide and the mindset stuff that you go over. So I know that you said you were really proud of that, but I got to tell you, I really loved it. It really showed who you are and I could tell the impact you were making by just looking through your website. So I'm excited for our audience to hear from you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. I had mentioned to James that this is the third iteration of my site after 12 years of being out on my own since I hung my shingle. And I 
I think it's the best reflection because I'm more clear today of who mm. I am, what do I want to do? How do I want to walk through the world? How do I want to be of service? And so I believe we've done the best job of reflecting that at lessuzanne.com. So I appreciate that very much, really. We'd love to start out every interview with a kind of a uniform question, but it's not probably a question necessarily that you've thought of or that you've been asked for before or asked of before. The question is, how do we end up here? And in your, just like everybody, you have a unique story. Um, one, your story, but then our story. How do we end up talking to you here on this podcast? Well, we were connected by my business coach, David Meltzer. And that's how we all came together. Although, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure exactly what you're looking for here, but I think people meet at the perfect time in the perfect place for the perfect reason. You know, they have that whole thing for a season, for a reason. You know, when David tells me, I want you to meet Sean and Lacey, after all the years I've known David, when he says you should meet them, I never question. I know <laughs> for a fact that there is going to be a good professional and many times social connection. And I'm always very grateful for that. But then why do you think, you and I spoke, Lacey wasn't able to be there on that particular day. Why do you think that Dave thought that on the professional level that we should connect? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Why, why, do, why, why do you think that Dave thought that we should connect based off of all of the great things that you've done in your career, um, in your life, the people that you've inspired, as he has as well, but then where does that mesh into necessarily our audience? Well, I think it was, I think we share very similar audiences. I know my community is made up of uh, entrepreneurs and most specifically salespeople. And it's my understanding that you work very closely with entrepreneurs and professionals as well. So I think the, probably one of the connections was a similar uh, community. But I also, after our talk, Sean, I also got a very distinct sense that we see the world in very similar ways. We're coming from service. Um, we are high achievers. We're into personal development. We lift people up. Uh, we're leaders. Um, we truly are doing our best to walk through the world and be a reflection of our highest potential. I, I mean, I, I wish I could say everybody, everybody feels that about their work <laughs> and their life, but that's really not the case. So that, those were some things that we all shared. Oh, and my definite um, commitment to women supporting women was when you said, oh my gosh, you really need to meet uh, my wife, Lacey, because you and she have that, that same commitment and passion also. Mm -hmm. And Leslie, what I, what, like I said, what I loved about looking at the stuff that you do and the impact that you make um, is that I think you work a lot, you said with salespeople, but it seems like you work a lot on really helping them break through some mindset issues, limitations, barriers that they experience so they can re reach that great potential and their higher self and live the life that they desire, which is what we're all about. So tell us a little bit, because that's who our audience is, about some of those roadblocks that you see most often in your sales professionals that you work with and how maybe some tips that you help them overcome them. Yeah, so good. So one of the main reasons I launched my own business is because no corporate, and I worked for some terrific companies, billion dollar brands. I worked for some amazing teams. 
And yet no company ever gave me the green light to do as much personal development as I feel is necessary. Um, I believe, and my clients have heard me say it a million times, mindset trumps skill set all day long. For most people in sales, when, when they want to up their game, they're always wanting the next skill, the next script, the next strategy. And hey, I don't want to be misunderstood. We've got to have skills and concepts and scripts and strategies. And yet you can learn how to sell. You can learn how to maneuver through the business world. And yet if your head isn't in the game, if your mindset isn't there, if you're full of fears and limiting beliefs, you're just a highly skilled person who is stuck. Yes. Find themselves. I love it. We, one of our early coaches, uh, Michael Port, he always said that all business problems were personal problems in disguise. And it's like, that's the truth. I remember the first time I heard that and I thought, I mean, just, I felt called out and it resonated so deeply with me because it really all starts here. And we definitely are our own worst enemy when it comes to our growth, our scalability, and in fact, reaching more people and, you know, making a better lifestyle and earning that income. And so what would you say the number one barrier you see? Is it like charging? Is it, is it, you know, actually executing the script? Is it just running the business? What kinds of things do you see? I would say number one, a resistance to personal development. I love it. That's or if you were, were going to ask me the question differently, what would be the number one tip they should do rather than the number one sticking point? My number one tip would be, a commitment to personal development, mm. meaning 30 minutes a day of reading. And I want to be clear because not everybody understands at least my definition of personal development. I'm not talking spiritual reading, although I read spiritual reading and that's I, excellent. I'm not talking books on leadership, although I want you to read books on leadership. I'm not talking about sales books, although I want you to read that. I'm talking about the type of books that get you to figure yourself out. Mm. What has to happen for you to get stuck, paralyzed, fearful, out of action, full of doubt, full of limiting beliefs? What has to happen so you can start not only understanding your thoughts, catching your thoughts, changing your thoughts? You know, for things to change, you have to change. A very famous Jim Rohn quote. If we're not aware, if we're just running through life on autopilot, we're frustrated, we're not happy, but we're not taking a moment to figure out how to make a shift or why we should make a shift. So that 30 minutes a day of personal development reading, I think is the key and not just for increased success in your professional AC. I think it's increased success in all areas of your life. Well, I hope that our listeners caught what you said there because there is a lot of books on personal development out there. But what you said is you need to read the things that help you break through your barriers. And I think that that's so important because oftentimes we say, well, what book should I read? But those are maybe the books that I should have read, but aren't going to be as beneficial to you. And I think back to my biggest limiting belief, my biggest mindset issue that I had to overcome was I just lived and breathed a lack mentality and I didn't believe that there was a lot of abundance in the world. So when I realized that I had to read books on money and abundance and how money works and how it flows. And I wouldn't have been able to overcome that if I was reading it on some other subject. So I think that that's a very powerful line that you just said. And I hope our listeners catch that. So they're not just reading what's good for others. 
Yep. I'll recommend a good book. I'm a big reader. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked to any client, gave any class or did any interview without recommending some books. So if that was one of your issues, um, The Soul of Money, S-O-U-L by Lynn Twist, I think is a marvelous one and an old classic that goes way back. I don't know. I don't know how many years ago, the richest man in Babylon. I and I always bring it up because it's so good. It's so good and can really make a shift for people in terms of uh, abun- from lack to abundance. And then my favorite is the little money by Bible by Stuart Wilde. That's the a fantastic little, book too. That so. is a van. Yeah. I should really look up on my, my, Bookshelf right up here because I got a couple of more good ones too. <laughs> I love those, it. Those are all really good. I love it. I'm going to play um, hypothetical. I'm going to give you two if you'll let me. Two hypotheticals. First one is this, Leslie. My um, product or my service, the thing that I do is is so amazing. I don't feel like I should have to sell it. And in fact, when I'm talking to people and I'm selling, yeah, I, I, I just I feel kind of sleazy because I, it makes me feel like I'm like a used car salesman. If they only knew how great this was, they would just want to buy it anyways. What do you say to that? I this is so good. <laughs> I love to talk to salespeople about core values. And it's fascinating how educated adults not only don't know what a core value is, but they don't, more importantly, they don't know their core values. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working with salespeople, I try to help them identify the core values that are driving them to be selling their product in the first place. So core values like service or health or mentorship or community or lifestyle or financial security. What are the core values that are driving you to sell your product, to be a part of your company, to be a part of your business? When you tap into your personal core values, they are drivers of behavior. Fears disappear. Those blocks of being pushy or salesy absolutely disappear because you're coming from a place of such true authenticity. I'll give you a couple of quick examples. For example, when when I know that health is an authentic core value for me, I get on my bike, I do my yoga, I exercise, I eat better. When I know financial security is a high core value of mine, I schedule my time, I deliver to my clients, I tell my truth, I perform. You know, when when there's when you're clear on your core values, they will drive you to behave. So I would say to the listeners out there, take some time and identify what core values are driving you to be with your company, to represent your product or service, and to represent your passion for making a difference. Love it. Second hypothetical. Um, you know, Leslie, I, I'm, I, I struggle because I, I seem to plateau. What happens though is things arise. I know I'm good at sales because things arise where maybe like I'll get a bill and I'll feel a little stressed. Like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the bill? And then I go out and I can sign up, you know, three clients or I could close four deals or I could sell my, you know, whatever it is. But I, after that, I just go back to the old ways. So obviously I'm really good at it, but I'm having a, far, a hard time getting off the couch, if you will, and pushing myself to the next level. How do I overcome that? Okay. These are great questions. Okay. I, again, you just get my personal opinion and I never, I don't feel I'm right. I'm just 
going to always tell you my truth. I believe the two main reasons more people don't reach the level of success they say they want is they're lacking in two things, discipline and self-accountability. Mm. Right. So I think what you're suggesting here is more of a discipline thing. If you're only going to be driven to work out of fear or need or to pay out that bill, right? I would have you really consider the core values of why you're like, you obviously have the skills, but you would be more consistent, I think, if there was some real passion attached to it. So there's a great book. Um, and what happens for some people in this situation is they have what it's called the big leap is the name of the book. And it's by Gay Hendricks, G-A-Y Hendricks. And the first half of the book, Gay talks about how many people have what he calls an upper limit problem. So in your example, this could be an upper limit problem. I'm only prepared to be this successful. So when the bill comes, I'll go kick some ass, but then I'm going to go sit mm -hmm. on the sofa again. So I'm only prepared to be this successful. So for the listeners, if, if having that upper limit is is not good enough, if you really want to go all the way to the top or really make a breakthrough in your business, well, then we got to make that, then we got to step back, work through that upper limit problem so that you do mm -hmm. find the discipline and the self-accountability to take action on a more consistent basis. Discipline. I love that you brought that up because I think that, you know, especially when you're a new entrepreneur, a new salesperson, you're in a new position and you're juggling all of these new things that you're doing. Discipline oftentimes is a very difficult thing. Do you have any other tips that you provide people that allow them to kind of take control of their day and their time to make sure they can get all the things done? And like you said, hold themselves accountable. Yeah, a couple of things. You know, I could, we could do an hour on time management. I know this is like a, that's like yeah, the best this subject. Like, this is a huge topic, but truly, I'm going to come back to the core values. Like when you're really clear about what you want, you will take action. You know, there's a common phrase in my profession, knowing your why. Okay. Knowing the reason why you want to build a business, the reason why you want to create success, the reason why you want to create a legacy. I really believe when people stop, take the time to journal and consider why they're building a business, why they chose to be an entrepreneur, why they're with this company, why they're representing this product or service. When you have clarity, I mean clarity around a why, again, it is a driver of behavior. It's a driver of discipline. It's a driver of consistency. It's a driver of accountability. It's a driver of vision and belief and courage. And too many people neglect to take the time to figure out other than getting the paycheck, you know, they, they neglect to take the time to really make this a personal, visceral, heartfelt reason for why they're going to get up in the morning, why they're going to take action and why they're going to get after it. I think it's an important component for high achievers. I, I have to add to that because I, I I think that that's that's also very powerful. The why people ask us all the time when we're coaching them, you know, I wonder if I should do this. I don't know if I should say yes to this opportunity. I don't know if I should add this in my business. I don't know if I should get rid of this. But the reason they ask those questions most often is because they're not running it through a very clear why. If you have clarity on your why, it's so easy to run opportunities and questions through that and find the answers. So I think that that is something that a lot of people need to develop more thoroughly 
so then they don't have to question everything that comes their way. And I know yeah. we're gonna, I know we're going to talk about vision casting, getting yep. ready for the upcoming year. But I have I have to ask one question before we go to that. Okay. Because uh, when you listed off core values and you were saying you know, listing them off. Here, here's yeah. here's what happened is every every listener and viewer was like yes 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 those are mine yes yes <laughs> yeah. so the question how do our listeners and viewers actually determine their core values because they can't be all of them correct you know what I can do I will I, do you in some way connect through email or a Facebook group or whatnot with your, of course you do. Okay. How about I send you the exercise I work with, with my clients. It's a two page document. I'll send it to you when we're done today and you can send it out to your clients if you choose. It, right? And this will work them through. And this is right from my book, Outrageous Achievement. This takes them through with this whole group of core values. It And it teaches you how to build it down to the ones that are important and then the really the 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 the, the key aspect of the exercises then we take it down to the top 10 and then we prioritize the 10 mm. and it is life i do core value work twice a year that's awesome. how important it is to me yeah awesome all right so let's talk about vision casting setting goals setting your vision your course for an upcoming period of time whatever that is first of all I, I let off by saying this is so irritating to me because this podcast is going to air in the month of December when everybody's doing this. And I love that you said I do core values twice a year. Right. So, I mean, obviously, that means that you also have a discipline of revisiting, revisiting. doing vision casting, goal setting multiple times a year. But anyways, this is the time of year that everybody does it. So here's what they're going to do. They're going to get their book out. They're going to say, I want five hundred and eighty six million gazillion dollars. I want to visit the Cayman Islands and they're going to just write some stuff. Then I want to lose 188 pounds. They're going to close the book and go right back to their mm -hmm. normal life. Mm -hmm. You say that you have a different, potentially better, more effective way. Tell us about that. Yep. First, before I, before I do, please, let me just say what, how I feel about resolutions, why I feel most resolutions don't work. Okay, so we are coming on resolution time. And like you say, January 1, everybody makes resolution in different areas of their life. Why don't those resolutions work for most people? Because you can't, it's not effective to attach a vision to a date, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I want this to happen. And, and you just pick January 1. It's not because you really want to make a change. It's just like, it's January 1 and I'm going to set right. my resolution. <laughs> so, and not only set your resolutions, you don't think about, what is it going to take to make this happen? Right? So you got to be prepared to put it all together. Okay. If I want this, what is it going to take? And how important is that to me? Like, I mean, I get to the point now, I mean, I'm 61. So again, we get smarter as we get older. When I make my resolutions, it's because I want that stuff to happen. Like I right. want that to come into my life. So I'll give you a little bit of vision work and it's unlike any other vision work. It's not, journaling in the present. I got up this morning, I rode my bike, I did some this, I did. Okay, it's not journaling in the present tense. What it is, it's called taking a vision quest. You go 12 months into the future. So it would be December of 2022. And you look back, you write as if it's already happened. 
and it is so powerful. I've been doing this for nine years and it is magical. So first, let me give you the seven life categories and I'll say them slowly so you can take your notes. The seven life categories that you could do all or, 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 or one or two or whatever. And I just want to see a little point. I don't sit down and do all seven life categories in one sitting. I do usually do this over a period of a week's time. Okay. So there's seven life categories. So there's health. Okay. How do you want your health to be? Mental, where you want that mindset to be. Spiritual, how does that play a role in your life? Friends, family, relationships, career, adventure, and service. So what I normally do is I put those seven at the top of my Word doc. Now, again, there are there have been exercises done that say it lands in your brain differently if you handwrite. So whether you handwrite or tap, I will leave that up to you. But pull out your journal. I start with the seven at the top of my page and then I don't force anything. I just whatever category comes to mind. So let's say health. Here are some tips. You want to start with gratitude. So you would write, I'm so grateful and, and then fill in whatever adjective you want to. Excited, inspired, impressed, proud. Okay, I'm so grateful and, and then you write as if it's already happened. 2022 was the year I really decided, I really made that commitment to get to the gym. And I watched what I ate and I rode my bike every day. And I'll never forget when the scale, the first time it hit this, and then I got her even stronger. And then I rode my bike even further. And then I added yoga to the mix. And the day I found this weight coach and you're writing as if it's already happened. And let's say you have a milestone. The day I stood on the scale and the scale read X. And then what did you do? How did you feel? Was there a song playing in the house? Like, did you go out to dinner? Did you celebrate? What did you wear? How did you, like the details are so important. So you're writing as if it's already happened and you do that in all seven life categories. So for your career, right? So to, to Sean's point, I want to make X amount of money this year. This was the year I had that financial breakthrough and it all started in the beginning of the year when, and then you just write it as if it's already happened. Now, again, some tips, you're going to fight it. Your ego is going to say, well, that ain't going to happen. You just got to write it and write it. And I'm telling you, the first time you literally manifest from your vision work, and I have dozens of stories of bringing things to life because of the journaling that I did, that first time, that you literally draw it in your life because you journal it, you're going to be so excited and you will start vision questing everything in your life. Like I've had thousands of people tell me that first time it really came true. I thought, Oh my gosh, if I can make this happen, well, then I can make this happen. Well, then I can make this happen. And it really shifts your perception or at least it reinforces the role, the role you play in designing your life. Mm. Okay. So I love this exercise. I definitely am going to do this myself, but I imagine it doesn't stop there. So then what's next? Now I have my vision quest and I've got all of these different seven categories filled out. What do you recommend they do with it next to hold themselves accountable and have the discipline to continue down that road? Do we look at it every day? Do we put it somewhere special? Tell us a little bit about that. I get this question every time. There's always hands in the audience. I'm like, okay, I know what you're going to ask. Give us, give us more. Don't keep us hanging. So again, it's personal development. 
Lacey. So there's no right or wrong. Okay. I do this twice a year, but I know I'm going to do it twice a year. I believe the fact that I've already written it all out in such detail to the music, to the dress I was wearing, to the person I was with, to how I felt, to how I, you know, I've already written it. So I've lived it already. Mm -hmm. So for me, I tuck it away and I don't look at it again. Now I tell people, if you've set a professional goal, something you want to reach or, you know, certain goals, then yeah, like anything else, post it in your office, post it in your house so that you're looking at it every day. Okay. I have a certain check amount. I, you know, I did what Jim Carrey did every year. I write a check to myself for how much I'm going to earn this year. And I put that check in my wallet and I keep it in my wallet all year long. And that's magical as well. So there's no right or wrong. You can read it every day. You can tuck it away. I'm surprised at how many times I pull it out six months later and read it like that happened. That happened. Oh shit. I, do I even want <laughs> Do I even still want to do that? <laughs> and how I look at it. So that's just me, but there's no right or wrong. It's however you want to do it. But if you have specific milestones, goals that are important for you and you feel it will be supportive of your discipline, post it in the bathroom, post it in your office, tuck it in your wallet, journal on it every day. There is magic to declaring, to declaring on paper, to declaring out loud, to declaring to yourself, to declaring to the world. And I love this, this idea of there's no one right way to do right, anything. We say that often. I love this idea of share your truth. What comes to me, my contribution to this would be, I would think about, I mean, and I love the, the exercise. I love the concept. I would also in deep thought, as I'm saying, I remember the first time I stepped on the scale. I remember the milestone. I remember when this happened. I would also journal. I remember the pitfalls. Mm. I remember that time that I ate that whole chocolate cake. <laughs> yep. And I would also journal how I got out of it. Right. Because I think that's super, super important because oftentimes too, when we're talking about future casting, vision casting, we just paint this thing like I'm going to run a marathon and then you start doing it and you're like, but my legs Lights are killing hurt. me. Yeah. And like, I didn't imagine it was going to be that way. And those are natural quick points mm -hmm. because you, you didn't anticipate it. And we talk about this a lot. Like, let's talk about all the obstacles that are going to come and let's overcome the obstacles now. Because right. it's Before easy, they happen. Right. right? It's easy to yeah. resolve a conflict when we're when you're in not peace. in it. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in the conflict, then you it, it's hard to resolve. So it's right. easy to resolve a pitfall when you are thinking about it. And if you would spend some time thinking, like, well, and it, it's to that point of like, well, your ego kicks in is like, oh, you're not gonna do that. Well, okay, let's talk to let's talk to myself, right? Say self, why do you think I'm not going to do that? What's going to happen? And let's take some time now to think about how I'm going to overcome that, how I'm going to get through it. Yeah, man, that's really good because we know, we talk about this a lot, your subconscious mind is working on bringing you to that reality. And so if you've already predetermined and pre-thought out the solution, it's going to be a breeze to overcome that obstacle. So I, I love that. That's really- I cool. love that too. Yeah, that's ne good. Neckle bump. <laughs> that is a good one. That was a good addition. Good. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like just like stewing on this a little bit. And I and I gotta say too, I, I do love the personalization of it because people always ask us, especially me, I'm all about systems. I'm kind of the systems queen. So I like everything detailed out and that's how my brain works. So people always ask me, well, what's the step-by-step? -step? What's the step-by-step? -step? And I, what I love is that you gave them the freedom 
right? You gave them permission to do it in a way that's best for them versus a lot of times when you read about creating a vision or a vision board, there's a way to do it. And that doesn't always speak to me. And a lot of times, maybe that's why I don't revisit them or give up on them because I was doing it in a way that, that spoke to somebody else. So giving somebody the freedom to do it that in a way that like aligns with them, I think is a way more powerful way to reach your goals. So this is great. So Leslie, um, tell us about, because we just talked about this on the phone, but I'd want to get this in this podcast too. So, and obviously you must have done this with your health and um, some of your um, physical accomplishments. Tell us a little bit about that journey, because now hearing that it makes a lot more sense to me about what you've managed to be able to do with, with your physical body. Mm. Well, you know, in my thirties, I, I had, or late twenties, I would say, had a lot of things going on, uh, a lot of adversity, um, very quickly, uh, adversity. Um, my husband at the time was a builder and because of water moratorium, we couldn't, we lost our business. And about six months later, the house burned down. And then about six months after that, I learned I couldn't have children with infertility issues, like all these things were happening. So I was having professional loss and personal loss and my health was not a priority for me. And my mother said I created the Corona Dorito diet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, I'm a size four today. And at the time, uh, my size 14 pants could barely zip. So mm-hmm. I definitely know what it's like to, to have cycles of your health. And so mm-hmm. when on the advice of my mother, I finally took charge of my health it really changed everything for me. I started eating better. I started walking. Um, I really made health a priority. And then to uh, Sean's point, five years ago, I got very sick. My immune system just shut down for a variety. Uh, Who knows why? Who knows why? But just got very sick and was on low-dose chemo for a long time. And and then that started to impact my life. Anyways, I just got really, really sick. I'm super healthy now, perfectly healthy now. And, and the, the decisions I made from mental health and exercise and eating, and I'd stayed healthy. Like I was that healthy person. It was just one of those things where even the doctor was like, like well, I don't understand. Like there was no answer, but um, well, I'll tell you why I think I got sick. You know, I, I got a divorce and I think I just grieved myself into illness, truth mm. be known. Like, I think I I grieved so well. And then as I was moving out of the grief, I went into frenetic activity for too many years, like constant flight. Mm. And I think those two things, this is before I meditated. This is before yoga. This is before my cycling, right? So my advice to everyone, you could be perfectly healthy and eat right and, you know, do your exercise, take your walks, do whatever. But it's the mental aspect with the, the pressures we put on ourselves when we're entrepreneurs and we really are wanting to do our best and succeed and achieve that the, the time for meditation, the time for yoga, the time for quiet, the time for journaling. I really believe that had I been better in those areas then, I might not have 
um, gone through the health issues that I had. And I'm so conscious of that today. And I sit before you just a glowing woman of tip top health. And, and again, I just want to remind the audience, it's not just the physical and it's not just the food. Those are two of the components. It's mm -hmm. also the mental and taking the quiet time. Quiet time is so important. I, I literally just had a discussion with one of my clients and I said, you know, that's the thing I realize most when it comes to entrepreneurs. Like there's a lot of talk about work-life balance and being there for your family and showing up and then being in your, your business and showing up for the people that you serve. And we're so, so good at not showing up for ourselves. Like we, because we feel guilty if we take that quiet time for us that we're excluding other individuals that we have a responsibility for. And I think that that goes along to just bring it full circle with your core values. If some of your core values are health and our relationships and showing up for your family, it's really easy to align into that, taking the time so that you can have those things. So I think going back to that is vitally, vitally important. I think another reason I agree with you hundred percent, and I believe another reason people won't go silent because they don't want to sit with themselves. Mm, yeah. right? They'd rather turn on the TV. They'd yeah. rather distract themselves. People aren't comfortable. People aren't comfortable being quiet. And, mm. I, and I know for me, like when I started meditating, I thought, I can't shut down my brain for a second. Like this is not going to be the thing for me. And then I, so I started with five minutes, like literally five minutes. And yep. it was, Difficult. <laughs> I, it was difficult. I did guided meditation for a year. Wow. The woman in my head, a guided meditation from a year to work up to 20 minutes. And so now this many years later, I can sit quiet on the mat by myself for 20 minutes. I just, I, I cannot impress enough to the audience about the importance. I mean, if you look at every major high achiever who writes a book, you know, that lets us know they're high achievers. If you look at every high achiever, they all meditate yep. or a high percentage of them. You listen to Branson, Jobs, Huffington, Ariana Huffington, in fact, talks about this beautifully in her book, Thrive. Mm. And she, she talks about all the people and one of the, all the things these top achievers have in common and meditation was one of them. And that really is the purpose of her book, Thrive is, hey, we're all good at doing, we got to get better at being. That really right. is the theme of her book. So mm. I would just challenge everyone. And it's not cheating with guided meditation. There's no such thing as cheating if you're wanting to make a decision to improve and to strengthen your personal growth and your personal development. It's different for all of us. It's just the choices to do it. That's right. Mm -hmm. I told you this was going to be good. I know. I already knew. Well, if everybody, if anybody <laughs> is wondering how can I get more Leslie in my life, how can people connect with you and find out more about the great things you're doing? I appreciate that. I'm active on Instagram, Leslie.zan, uh, Z-A-N-N. I have the website, LeslieZan.com. My latest book, I'm very humble and proud to say, is the number one international bestseller, is called Outrageous Achievement. And you can find that on Amazon. And if you prefer Audible, I went into the studio and did the Audible, which was super nice. fun. Yeah, oh yeah, I wanted I wanted the community to hear my voice, my laughter, my energy, my passion. So I'm the voice on the Audible. And um, 
you can reach out to me, support at lessuzanne.com. And if I can support you, uh, I not only work with entrepreneurs and salespeople, but I am just grateful to be an in-demand speaker, keynoter, and would love to support your group in any way I can. I love it. And people are going to be able to get the worksheet to mm -hmm. yeah. drill down your core values. I can't wait to deliver that and just continue to, to find more ways that we can continue to collaborate with each other. I think this is the Absolutely. beginning of a lot of uh, potential breakthroughs for a lot of people, not just Lacey and I, but anybody that uh, we are able to touch through this medium. Yeah, I hey, look forward to it. Anything else to add? I just got to say, I know that there is a lot more that Leslie has to offer. <laughs> so I hope that we can continue the conversation so we can uncover those amazing insights and gifts that you've got. So thank you so much for being a guest on our show. My pleasure to both of you. Happy holidays and happy vision work to everyone who's listening. Absolutely. That's right, everybody. Get to work on that vision. Put these principles and practices into place in your life so that you can write a better future 365 days from now. Mm -hmm. That's all we have for you this week. We'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast.